Welcome to SBL Perspectives, the pulse of school business. And the official podcast of ESBO International. The official podcast. And we're getting more and more official each day. Uh, you know, John, you just brought out something real quick that I'll get to in a second. But um, I want to do want to say I am Dr. Jack R. Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're not going to do my intro? <laughs> I'll do it. Along with the esteemed. No, I can't do it myself. <laughs> you do it. Listen, sometimes you get so caught up in it, you want to get onto the episode, but, um, you know, it's it's great. Uh, so, we'll listen, we'll, we'll keep this. We, we won't have to edit this. This is what people no, want to hear is, anyway. This, this is, is natural, funny. right? <laughs> hey, we're, we're humans. We make some, We just you know, got back from a conference. Give us a second. You know, we're yeah, going to get back to real. Know, getting back to, <laughs> to the real world. So. Yeah, but today, um, in all seriousness, we have an amazing episode for you. We're really focusing on professional development, and it couldn't have come at a better time. As I just mentioned, uh, Jack and I had just have just gotten back from our state conference, which is a huge PD opportunity for school business officials in the state of New York. And we just thought it would be great to bring uh, Leslie Peterson onto the podcast. She's been on before as part of the EAC episode, you may remember. Leslie is the Assistant Superintendent for Finance and Management Services at Arlington Public Schools. And she's very passionate about PD. There's a really oh. interesting story about how she didn't have too much of an opportunity when she transitioned into public education, but now mm-hmm. is kind of the poster child for all things professional development. So yep. we're yeah, really excited to bring you our conversation today. And here's our chat with Leslie Peterson. Today on the podcast, we have Leslie Peterson. Leslie is the Assistant Superintendent for Finance and Management Services at Arlington Public Schools in Arlington, Virginia. Leslie, welcome to the podcast or welcome back to the podcast. That's correct. Right. We had you on the EAC. Thank you, John and Jack. Yes, I was with the EAC on the previous podcast. I have to say this, Leslie, before we get started, is that um, we had such great conversations out there. I mean, obviously, I miss... You guys, but you have this, this presence with you. I mean, it's um, it's almost like a motherly type of figure, but not not in a, in a bad way, but in a way where, you know, you just are able to just understand everybody and just have this calm and then also just get right. Hey, listen, you got to do this and do that. And so that's what I love about you. It was great. So um, I was going to say commanding presence because you kept us on task. So. <laughs> well, it's both. No, she has both sides. She does both. That's what's great about her. She's endearing. Uh, she has a good, good heart. And at the end of the day, she does keep me on task. And that's just great. She's shaking her head because she knows, but uh, it's so great. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So, I really appreciate that. So folks may, may or may not know you. So why don't we just jump off and I guess if you could just tell us a little about yourself, you know, as we do with all of our podcasts, and, you know, let's just get an understanding of who you are. Great. Well, I came to school business a long time ago. I've almost been in school business for 32 years. Wow. I came to school business after nine years in banking, but my bank went under, so I had to find another job and I lucked out. I got hired as a budget analyst at a local school system, and I was with that school system for a little over 15 years, and I worked my way up from budget analyst through a number of jobs and left as uh, executive director. Then Mm -hmm. I started in my current school system. I've only been with two school systems. And I started with my current school system, and I've been here almost 16 years and was promoted to assistant superintendent about seven years ago. 
Wow. Awesome. What a great career. And I'm sure there are some major differences uh, jumping from private banking over to public school finance. (laughs) But our focus today is, is all things professional development. And when we, we work with you in the EAC, uh, you seem to really have a knack and a passion for professional development. But with that being said, uh, we all know what PD is, um, but we want to hear from you why anyone should be involved in professional development and why is it so important, especially to our profession? I think this is a really great question. I have always believed that a person should be a lifelong learner whether that be learning about the world around you or learning more about your own profession. So professional development is a a real big part of lifelong learning. We've seen so many changes over the years in this profession. I think about what this job looked like 20 to 25 years ago versus what it looks like now. And we've had to learn so many new things throughout our careers And professional development is what really helps us do that. It's so much easier to learn from professionals who've gone through this learning process and made all of the mistakes so you don't have to. I know that when I first started in school business, as I said before, I I came from banking. I didn't know anything about school business. And my boss, who I loved dearly, didn't believe in attending conferences and going to PD. And I think that was a really lost opportunity because it was, I think for my first three years, I felt really alone. Like I really didn't have an understanding of what school business really was. So I kind of just had to learn a lot of it on my own. And when my first boss retired and I got a new boss, My new boss was a really, really gung-ho ASBO member. And when he found out that I had never been to ASBO, he was like, well, you absolutely have to go. You have to go join Virginia ASBO. You have to join regular ASBO. You have to go to all the conferences. You have to do all of the things. And he was so great at showing me that professional development was beneficial to me and my profession. And it wasn't just going to the workshops, which is really important, but it was also all of the networking and all of the contacts that you make when you go to someplace like an ASBO conference or your state ASBO conference, because you find that there are people just like you doing the same things that you're doing, who are having the same issues that you have, and you get to share knowledge. And that's so, so, so important. That's really interesting. I mean, it sounds like the first three years of your public finance career was kind of in almost isolation, right? Because you weren't part of a vast network that was out there, but you just didn't have that opportunity. Exactly. I really, I did okay, but it would have been so much better if I had known. Had all along, right? And yeah. so once you, once your new boss came in and encouraged you to get involved with your state and international ASBO, did the light bulb go off for you? Was that like opening up a whole new world, new floodgates of PD and networking? Absolutely. And I got 
incredibly involved with Virginia ASBO. I was on the management team for many years. Uh, I worked my way through the chairs and was president. So I, I really embraced all of that. Uh, I joined ASBO. I got involved with ASBO committees and all of that. So once mm -hmm. I started, I never looked back. It, it was one of yeah. the best things that I found in my new profession. The rest is history, as they say. So you jumped in. <laughs> Thank goodness you had that boss, though, because he actually enlightened you, to, you know, to get involved and have this. Um, and so um, it, it's so fitting now, I think, that we have this type of uh, episode because, you know, we're just coming off our conference. And, and so, you know, PD, we know, this is you stated, the networking, right, as well as the actual knowledge and learning you attain. Um, well, my question is more so aligned to, how do you de really determine or go about determining what PD that one should seek, right? And then, you know, essentially, like, should they look for something that, that relates to themselves or, you know, like, as far as their goals or, like, any type of way you can figure out oh, what's going to be the PD that makes the most sense for me? I believe the best way for someone to determine what PD they should seek is to decide what they want out of the PD. Why are you doing the PD? Do you want to learn something about a specific aspect of your job? Or do you want to expand your horizons and learn about something you don't know anything about in preparation for a role change, perhaps, or a promotion? Or do you want to, stand, do you want to understand how other areas in the school system work so you can make better, more informed decisions in your own area so that you can make better, more informed decisions about what's happening in your own district. Agreed. Um, I, I think, bringing it back to myself again, um, mm -hmm. when I started as a budget analyst, you know, I had, I had a little bit of a learning curve, but then... I got comfortable in my job and then it was like, okay, what else can I do? So I was always looking for something else to learn in the school district. And because we were a small school district, I didn't really have like a career ladder, but I created my own career ladder because I went to PD where I learned about procurement and I learned about payroll and benefits. And I learned about information technology. And when I left my first school district after kind of creating all these new jobs for myself, because they didn't exist, I was in charge of budget and finance and procurement and compensation and technology. But I did that by going to PD and learning about it learning. and learning yeah. from people within my own district. And I think that's really a great way to kind of make your own career ladder. Yeah, I was going to say, so you, you essentially created your own pathway um, out of thin air because you didn't have those opportunities in your district, but you said, you know what, these four or five items that are tangentially related to business are something of interest to me. So I'm going to find out more about it. I'm going to go to PD sessions and, and now you're sitting here as assistant superintendent 
I'm sure, dealing with all those things you've had throughout your entire career, but otherwise may not have had those opportunities. It's very true. And what I did was I volunteered for everything that I could volunteer for. Like if they were looking for someone for this committee, I'll do it. Or for this evaluation, I'll do it just so that I could learn. And that's really what I think propelled me. So when you first started going to conferences and professional development sessions, can you remember back to those first couple of years and what really stuck out in your mind and what made that light bulb go off to say, oh my gosh, I've been missing out on this for three years. I'm so happy that I'm now participating in these sessions. I don't know that I can pick out one particular instance, but I know that what I felt when I started going to those conferences and going to those workshops was relief because I had found people that I could learn from who had done this before, who were obviously willing to help you do a better job or learn about this particular thing because here they were providing professional development on it. And I think that's the one thing that I felt was, oh, thank God, I'm not yeah. alone. I, I now can learn about all this stuff because I didn't know where to learn. I couldn't agree more. And I, actually, I had a very similar experience when I started out as a school business official. I knew next to nothing when I started and a district took a chance on me. I was coming from technology and I felt very similar to how you described, kind of alone and unsure and just working with my local chapter in New York of Western New York, I remember sitting around a table with all of them and we were discussing some common issues and the exact questions I had, I heard seasoned professionals of 15, 20 years bring up. So that brought me reassurance that I wasn't totally off base, but we had a network of people that were like, oh, I've dealt with this before. Here's how I handled that prior in my career. So that for me is when that light bulb went off and I realized that we're not in this alone and we're only better and stronger together when we're networking and, and you know, going to those PD sessions and just using each other as resources. That helps so much, John. And um, then that also makes you think about when, when we actually initially met, right? Right. SPO Leadership Academy. Yeah. And yeah. so that's when you even got an additional dose of that um, beyond, you know, I know Western New York, you know, you have a great support staff. I'm not a great support um, not staff, but, you know, colleagues. And then when you go to something now that's more centralized, right? Now you have a whole state. And I think that that really is what propelled me, I know. Um, and I think that we kind of ascended along the ranks around that time and just right. really just took off with that PD. So it's great. Yeah, and if, and if you would have told me, Leslie, that uh, Jack and I would be hosting a podcast talking about this every week <laughs> yeah, I <was> <laughs> when that, I right? first started, <laughs> I would have been, I would have like, called what? you crazy because <laughs> who would have thought? But it all stems from the PD and the networking. It's it's crazy. I mean, to, to sit here today and to speak with you in Virginia about this is just, it's phenomenal because that's what it's all about. It's really creating that network. So I know I went kind of a little bit down a rabbit hole there, um, but focusing more w- with you and professional development, uh, we've been through a lot of challenges as school business professionals, uh, especially in the last five or so years. And there doesn't seem to be any sign of things slowing down or getting any, any easier. So 
Um, and in your estimation, what kind, what, in what areas of professional development do you think are really the most common for school business officials? And kind of to my earlier point, what do you think the focus should really be currently and kind of moving forward? I think most SBOs attend professional development that centers around current and upcoming changes in the profession, new rules and regulations, accounting standards, things like that and on ways to be more effective in their jobs, uh, time management, organization, work-life balance. Mental health, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, we all have so much to do in our jobs that mm -hmm. we need all the help we can get to ensure that it gets done. So I think those two areas are the most common areas for SBOs. As far as what our focus should be going forward, I think that's a, a really interesting question. And I believe that there shouldn't be just one focus. We've all read about or attended PD about the different generations that are working today in oh, yeah. the workplace, <laughs> right? Yep. Each generation is looking for something different from their PD experience. This is true. So I think we really need to keep that in mind when we're designing PD. I was just thinking about how interesting it would be to see an analysis of what PD was attended by each generation at the ASBO annual conference. For example, what kinds of PD are they drawn to? And how can we provide more of those opportunities so that they keep coming back? Because the younger generations are coming up and we want to keep them in school business and we want to be able to provide them with the professional development opportunities that really speak to them. So I think our focus needs to be multi yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I'd agree with that, you know, uh, and and I'd say that uh, beyond that, you have to because the things change, and you, like you said, you have to fit each of the new generations coming up. You want to find things that are going to help each one be successful in their own right. So, and and, and Jack, I, I I don't know about you, but you know, we just you had mentioned earlier we just attended the ASBO New York Ed Summit, mm -hmm. and having gone to that for the past seven or eight years. I just, just anecdotally, I may be wrong in this, but just going to different PD sessions and seeing who's attending what, I just notice a lot more of our colleagues attending the PD sessions that are kind of soft skills and mental health and work-life balance. And I can kind of sympathize with that because as I get further into my career, I feel like I'm taking more on and it can be a little bit more stressful. So I yeah. just, I kind of just saw a shift of attendance to those PD sessions that are more how to manage mm -hmm. yourself as, as, as a person and a, as a professional. You're probably right. And I think that that's kind of dovetails into my next question. But I did want to add to what you're saying, John, only because I think this, when we go to a conference, that's a higher level PD, right? You can have PD throughout, you know, the whole year, um, you know, throughout the various stages. But I think, um, and Leslie, you may be correct me if I'm wrong here, at the last conference we had in Portland, there's a keynote speaker, right? 
that in itself is where you're now getting something. I, I call it like the prep rally, right? You, you're getting out of that motivation. It reinvigorates you, right? And I think that's why the conference there, as well as one John and I just attended, is one that really, you know, separates uh, the PD's aspect. But now, like I said, going down a little more um, and drilling into the PD aspect, um, what do you think are some of the key elements of high-quality PD? Because not all PD, obviously, is created equal, right? And then if you can maybe kind of elaborate on what kind of makes it really effective versus not. And and I don't know if you could even provide possibly um, a memorable experience you've had in PD and, and why, you know, it, it was so so good, whether it's to asthma national or wherever. Well, to me, I think the best professional development is one that is relevant. It's easy to replicate when you want to try it back home. I like that. Yeah. And it has an element of fun. That makes it more memorable, so it stays with you even when you get back to the office and are knee-deep in work. Mm. Um, I think we've all been to PD sessions that, while you they had out. great content, <laughs> either they didn't show us how to replicate it or yeah. it got too bogged down in itself. It was too mm-hmm. serious or self-important and it wasn't fun or both. And while it was... It could have been really, really great. It just didn't make you want to take it to that next level. Correct. And so it's, I think it's really important that I have all of those, those key ingredients. Yeah, I like the point of being able to kind of take it back and, and teach it again and making sure that it's relevant. Because if you're mm, attending professional that, yeah. development and it only makes sense in the moment, then, you know, I can't think of an example. But then what's the point if you can't take that knowledge and kind of, you know, use it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of in that same vein, um, how can you kind of measure professional development that one sees and really the impact on their growth? Because we all go to P- PD, we all hopefully attend sessions and try to get as much knowledge as we can. But where are the metrics? What are you doing to kind of gauge the value and, you know, your growth as a professional? I think this is a really tough question because I think it's so personal. Okay. And I think it goes back to the goals that you set for yourself for the PD. What did you want to get out of it? Did you get that? Why or why not? And then evaluating the PD based on that can help you make the most informed decision about your future PD. If you saw what you were taking and you evaluate it and you saw that it wasn't working for you, then don't do that in the future. Don't take that same kind of PD or or class Mm -hmm. or session. Do something different and see what that does. And I think that's where you're going to see the greatest impact on your growth because it really has to speak to you. And I think that's why it's so important that we offer a broad array of PD to everyone, um, especially um, here at ASBO, so that there's something for everyone no matter what their goals are. And whether that be going to the ASBO annual meeting 
or as we've done here in Arlington, signing up for the the education package, I forget exactly what it's called, with ASBO where you pay one fee for the entire year and anybody in your organization can access, access. the good. PD that yeah, ASBO the has available. Yeah. And they've got they've got everything. They've got from soup to nuts, as they say, mm-hmm. for anybody that, that wants to participate. That's awesome. Well, Les, you provided so much for us today. And I, I want to say thank you again for coming on. And John, uh, I know he extends that as well. Um, and I, I, well, actually, before I, I do get to just want to get a sense of you summarizing here and, and providing some advice for our listeners, have you personally, um, you know, uh, uh, I would say, provided PD, whether not to your peers or to on a larger scale across the nation? I have. I have been honored to provide PD at Virginia ASBO, Southeastern ASBO, and ASBO International. And, and so the reason why I ask is, like, what did you see from being on that side of it? Like, being that you came into it because of your boss, right? He said, you got to go. Not because you got to get credits like that, because this is going to be great for you. But knowing what it meant for you and what you learned from it, how did it feel being on the other side and actually administering PD to, to your peers? Well, I'm not going to lie. It was a little scary, nerve-wracking uh, the first time. <laughs> yeah, first few times are a little... little yeah, nervous. it's rough. I'm not going to lie. It's it, it takes a little bit of courage. Okay. But... Think about yourself sitting in a workshop. Mm-hmm. You only want to get the best information and you want the person that's providing that PD to succeed. You want to get all the knowledge from that person. Mm-hmm. So people are really rooting for you when you're up there providing the PD. So If you have something to share, you should share it. It's not as horrific as you might think it is. A little nerve-wracking, but once you get up there and you start talking about the thing that you are knowledgeable about, right? You're providing PD in something that you are the subject matter expert. And therefore, it's not that hard. You just talk to people. Yeah. Like you know, I want to I wanna add to that, not to cut you off, but I want to add to that because you're, you hit it on the head. However, I also think there's another aspect too because um, I gave PD last month um, on cybersecurity to our peers. And I'm not a cybersecurity expert, but I can tell you that giving the PD caused me to even learn it more. The research and stuff that I did and actually administering it meant I had to kind of have a better understanding of it, right? And I think that that's also, too, something where folks maybe step out of their comfort zone and be part of the PD community themselves. And I think that's where it comes full circle. Yeah, and I, I think you make a really amazing point, too, that is is inherent but never clicked until you just said it, is that when you're sitting in the audience, you're rooting for that person to that's presenting to give you the best PD that, that they can. Mm-hmm. So that is such a great point because I've presented... I couldn't even tell you how many times, um, but there's always like that little hint of self-doubt, like are people engaged or people, do they want to be here? But you make a great point. I mean, they wouldn't be sitting in the room if they didn't want to be there. And 
you know, it just again, being somebody who's presented many, many times, I always find like the 10 or five minutes before I'm introduced, I'm a little bit nervous. But as you said, once I get a couple slides in, I know what I'm talking about. I guess it's just that anticipatory, you know, anxiety. Mm -hmm. But you make such a great point, Leslie. Uh, people want to be there if they're sitting in the room, right? Exactly. Yeah. And they're, right. they're your colleagues. They're the people that you network with and, you know, go and have 100%. a beer with after right. the last yeah. session. And so... Or ice cream. How bad could it be? <laughs> right? <laughs> right, yeah, definitely. Right, wow. Right. Well, this is great. Well, I mean, is there any parting words you want to give to our listeners before you know, we wrap up this uh, episode? Yeah, we always offer an opportunity for advice. So whether you're you're speaking to somebody like you were three years in, not really sure about PD mm -hmm. or someone who's been going to ASBO International conferences their entire career, what kind of advice can you offer today? I think... We've been talking today about the individual who goes to PD and what they want to get out of it and those kinds of things. But I think it's also really important to encourage supervisors to encourage their employees to get out and do mm. the PD. That's good. I think... It's, it's something that I've been struggling with here in my job, trying to get my people to go to conferences more Same here. and get that networking aspect in their corner. It's tough, but I think it's really, really, really invaluable. And your people come back. I can guarantee this. Your people will come back not only more knowledgeable, but feeling like they're much more valued when, when you send them on PD. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's point. A great point. And I echo that too. I mean, I'm trying to get my treasurer, my payroll clerk and everything out of the office to go to PD that's specific to them that our state offers or even ASBO International. But I find that their, their jobs are so very laser focused. That's, that's all they care about. But I got to break them out of their shell, just like you, and get them to conferences. Because I know they're going to benefit from it. But, we'll uh, have them listen to this episode, John. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put a QR code in my office. There you go. Tune in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, great. Well, Leslie, it's been great. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, you know, in the time, obviously, we had a couple months ago. But uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you again for tuning in to SBO Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Leslie today. She really is passionate about professional development. I know that came through uh, with our conversation today. Yeah, she really delivered. I mean, what the things she said have really resonated, especially is about when we talked about giving the PD and about bringing it back to your staff. And then really, I mean, her story about initially going to PD is striking, right? That someone else had to bring her in. That, that's that's probably what we have to do, right? In, yeah. in our roles, yeah. to make sure others can learn and, and get that, like she said, feeling empowered. And also, um, they feel appreciated, right? Um, which I get because the PD aspect, again, with the conference, it comes comes more so than just learning the networking aspects, right? Uh, so um, it was really good. And yeah, and I, I think like she talked about, I, I personally need to make a, a greater effort to get my office staff out of the office and too. into yeah. those sessions and realizing that there's 
more payroll clerks, there's more treasurers, there's more assistant businessmen, you name it. There are people out there doing the same work. And I know that my staff can benefit from just another perspective on, on how to kind of deal with the same work. So, um, yeah, a lot. Of, it's a little bit of work that I have to do here to get them out of the office, but well, I'm sure we can make it happen. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're glad to have this episode, too, that can help us, right? And we learn, again, this is our, as as we stated last year, when we um, put out the, um, the article, this is a performing professional development. We actually present yep. it, right? Yeah. At the conference for Asthma National in Portland last year. So it's been great, man. Yeah, yeah, this has been a great episode. And again, we we can't thank all of you enough for your support and and tuning in week after week. We love doing this. I hope that comes through when we record each week and we talk to our colleagues. But at any rate, uh, thank you so much again for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Before we go, though, I want to say, John, congratulations to you, man, because you, SPO of the Year. Oh, thank you. I wanted to put that out there and I have something that I want to add to it as well. (laughs) <laughs> thank you my man it, no it, it's problem. an honor it's an honor i mean working with you and our, our fellow new york colleagues has just been one of the, the highlights of, of my professional career so to be recognized like that is just uh, very humbling very humbling. just want to throw it out there further man good job keep it up so with that folks we appreciate you listening and of course um we'll see you next week right yeah we'll see you next week <laughs>